Hey guys, we are live. Welcome to the uh the ultimate liberty swap cast. Pew pew pew. Uh I guess I'm sort of hosting this. Uh, I'm Chrissy Mayer from the Chrissy Mayer podcast. Uh and I guess all of us, let's go around um where you know where everybody knows us from and I guess how we sort of uh got into this world. We can start with Toad. Yeah, what's up? I'm Toad. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of the Tower Power Hour, which is the official Tower Gang podcast. And everybody really hates me on Twitter. So, oh, welcome to the club. Thank you <laughs> for mostly for shit posting. We're we're known shit posters. Someone's got to do it. Carol. Yes, I am Carol Roth. I am a recovering investment banker. I play myself on television, and I am the author of the book, The War on Small Business. I advocate for small business, uh, small government, and big hair, and I have absolutely no idea why I'm here. <laughs> I think, yeah, the smaller, smaller government, bigger hair is, is always a good thing. <laughs> big um, And then we have... Uh, <laughs> First time I'm ever seeing him in the flesh, Fat Dave Smith. It's a pleasure and an honor to meet the man behind the meme. Hell yeah! I've been, <laughs> uh, it's been fun running as Fat Dave, and uh, so, but yeah, Fat Dave on Twitter, and then I'm also another host of the Tower Power Hour. Um, just uh, fucking shit poster, like Toad said. Like I'm just out there getting my hands dirty and making people hate me and making people laugh. It's really fun. Cool, cool, and we have Clint. Yes, I am Clint from Liberty Lockdown. I am Chrissy's ex-husband, Carol's future ex-husband. Um, well, it's a good thing this is a swap cast. That's what we're doing here. Right? Also, also recovering uh, mortgage broker as opposed to investment banker. And I, wow. via the lockdowns, was forced into the podcasting circuit. And I've been on part of the problem with Dave Smith and Timcast as of late. So that's probably why you recognize these sweet tones. <laughs> You recognize this. That's how you recognize this sweet, sweet dome. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you guys are are you know trolls trying so hard to make people not like you. Like that's not hard. All you have to just post normal on Twitter, and everybody will hate you. you put so much effort into this. Yeah, just say anything of common sense, and, and they'll come for you. Mm-hmm. It's not as much we're trying to get people to hate us. It's just that, like, yeah, we're just actively just, like, everything we post, they're just like, fuck you. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, that happens to me all the time yeah. as well. I'm not trying to do that. So, so it's not, I don't think you're, any of you are trying to be, like, malicious for no reason. No. I think it's no. more you're trying to, like, you know, kick over the kick over the rocks and see what's there. Poke the beehive and, and other metaphors. I'm, ju I'm just yeah. joshing with you. I'm just trolling the trolls. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is that we get the right people to hate us, I would say, for the most part. And those people tend to expose themselves just by seeing us making our jokes and saying what we want to say. They come out of the woodwork and make idiots out of themselves. So the people that hate us are probably the people that we want to hate us for the most part. Do you all mostly have um, like a libertarian fan base, like libertarian viewers? Yeah. I do for sure. Yeah, pr prominent. Prominently or, or predominantly libertarian or anarcho-capitalist or anarchist. And I've been on Tower Power Hour. It went pretty bad two days ago. Um, no, it so went we, great. We could talk about great. that later. No, I thought it was an amazing episode, so whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think... I wouldn't actually classify myself as a shitposter. I think that I, 
I try and have a fairly serious delivery. And if you hear me on Liberty Lockdown, I am not very humorous. I'm more scaring the shit out of people. than if you hear me on Tower, uh, Tower Gang, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll say whatever. It just brings out the, uh, the boyish side of me. The skinhead in you. No. <laughs> I actually have a, a very uh, strange group of people because I come from the finance world. I've been in the media world. Um, you know, kind of, I, I really attract people across the spectrum. And I think because, uh, <laughs> unlike some other folks, uh, because I try to come at it with the common sense, everyone knows that I'm always coming in good faith. So even people who are really progressive and who, you know, we probably don't agree on anything still follow me. Um, also I try to add some humor and dogs into my feed. So I have a very odd, uh, eclectic following. Sim same as me, except a lot of my fans are on the spectrum. Uh, I was going to make the same joke again. Ah, gotcha. Chrissy and I have very similar minds, apparently. <laughs> or maybe as the a fan of yours, Chrissy, I can confirm. <laughs> Definitely it's funny because Toad, like with your chair, you it makes you look like a Toad. I don't know if you're aware, <laughs> but like it, these look like little ears on you, but I know it's your chair. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't know where, I mean, it is actually my nickname in real life and I don't really want to dox myself or anything like that, but it came from a period of time in the late nineties where a lot of people had bowl haircuts, including me. And some people in high school nicknamed me that because I looked like Toad from Super Mario. Cause I am really <laughs> short as well. I think Toad is a lovable character. Toad from uh, my, my favorite childhood book, Frog and Toad are friends. Anybody remember that? I'm totally dating myself now. That was like a, the childhood book. All Doesn't right. Ring a bell. Someone in the chat. Crazy, weren't they? Someone in the chat will know. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm dating myself all the time. So. Oh, you mean <laughs> masturbating? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Dating myself. Um, this is interesting. Yeah, I definitely wanted to talk a lot about. Uh, yeah, Carol's book. I mean, the the title alone, "The War on Small Business: How the Government Used the Pandemic to Crush the Backbone of America." I mean, if I, I don't know how. Any American would not be curious to read this book. This is something that has affect either affected either you directly or or somebody you know closely. Um, I'm not going to have you read it to us word for word, but I'm I'm uh, it's really impre it's really impressive, and uh, I, I'm just sort of fascinated how like both Carol and Clint have come from like the worlds of good jobs. Like I don't know so much about Toad and and Fat Dave Smith, but I am not not really from that world. So I'm very curious to hear like how you. I guess kind of uh, like to elaborate more on how you found your way here and, and like, right. And what were you doing, I guess, pre pandemic? Yeah. So, I mean, I started, uh, as I said, as a, as a wall street investment banker and made my way through that mostly as a way to, to pay down college because I was the first person in my family who went to college. Like many people, um, even though it was a long time ago, I still had $40,000 of college debt and needed a way to, to pay it down. And so that was like the best job I could get to learn a ton and to pay it down quickly. And when I was at that job, and I think Clint and I talked about this, I would get um, small business owners who would call me who were desperate for help. And certainly they couldn't afford to hire um, an investment banker, but it always really stuck with me because I'm an empath and I'm an, a helper and I wanted to help them, but they, they couldn't afford 
couldn't afford me and they couldn't afford the firm. So I figured when I got out of there that that might be a way to, there might be a way to leverage the media to be able to help small business. Um, truthfully, I just really wanted to be a game show host. I still want to be a game show host. Like that's all I really want to do. <laughs> but I went into the small business arena because that was sort of the easiest transition. And then, uh, you know, it was probably around 2009, 2010. And then because everything was going on with elections and you know, things, 24 hour news cycle, anybody who's talking business started really getting pulled into politics. And that just went to another level in 2012 when Romney got the, the nomination because he was a private equity guy. And they're like, nobody knows what private equity is. Hey, you were an investment banker. Like you could talk about that. So all of a sudden I'm on CNN with Piers Morgan explaining the, the, the auto bailouts and like became like this political aficionado and knew like, nothing about this like probably two years before so i really kind of got thrust into to all of this um but have always you know i wrote another book called the entrepreneur equation that did very well that was about small business and all the risks never did i think the number one risk to the small business was going to be the government coming in and shutting them down subjugating their property rights and so when Harper Collins came to me, I was like, hey, you know, this is going to be historic from an economic standpoint. Do you want to write about it? I was like, oh, that's a nice little project, like an idiot, not realizing that this is this Herculean task that's going to go on for 15 months and like it was going to just, you know, be one clown show after another. Uh, but in retrospect, I'm glad that I was naive and stupid and agreed to it because as we're seeing, they're already gaslighting about what happened. And there are people who believe that everybody was locked down, that we were all in this together, that small businesses were appropriately compensated, and then don't realize this was the most historic wealth transfer we've ever seen in our lives from Main Street to Wall Street. And so you've got people that are like you know, counting their little like stimulus dollars and like the Brinks truck is rolling behind them with like trillions of dollars and nobody's noticing that because they're counting their stimmy money. Um, so yeah, so I'm really thrilled that I had the opportunity, but boy, that was a big task that I signed up for. And I noticed, um, Carol, on your Twitter feed, I'm actually trying to find it right now. Okay, I did find it. I'm gonna bring it up because Sometimes charts, I know for me, charts are helpful, numbers, not so much, but sometimes I just need a little picture. Um, and Carol, you tweeted out this chart. Um, this isn't via capitalism. This is direct transfer courtesy of central planning government slash fed. Yeah. Uh, only the rich could love this economic recovery. <laughs> and it's like, this is us. This is, we're team purple. And this is <laughs> crushing it into infinity. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty stark. Um, and as I'm a free market capitalist, so if that happens without government interference, great. You know, if you're going to work your way into that and, and out compete, and you're going to gather wealth, that's fantastic. But you'll notice that the amount that the stock market gained is almost exactly the amount that the Fed printed. Go figure. Wow. Um, and so you, know, you had sort of two different layers of things going on last year. You had the government shutting down small businesses, those revenues, that, that money that a consumer was going to spend was going to the companies that were open, which were Amazon and Walmart and anybody who was politically connected. So their revenues expanded. 
But then you had all of this unprecedented Federal Reserve intervention in the market on top of the already unprecedented amount of Federal Reserve intervention in the market. Um, and so that you know, expanded multiples and transferred and created you know, all this, this value transfer um, really at the expense of retirees and savers, small businesses, you know, everybody who's you know, kind of part of the main street. And you know, that is the tragedy, and, and it's, it is being rewritten as a capitalist issue when those of us who paid any attention to this know that it's directly out of central planning. Carol, I don't think you understand. Higher inflation means higher wages. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is easy stuff. Yeah, CNBC said so, man. <laughs> I think they said it's the most embarrassing that you're supposed to be the channel you know, of credible business news. I, I worked there as a contributor for four years and I was so embarrassed. It's like, way to go. You're going to make $2 more an hour. Pizza's now $23 a slice, but hey, good silver lining there. We're a right. business we channel. 16 yeah. cents on hot dogs though. So, I mean. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally epic gaslighting. Like I've never it's, seen anything like that in, yeah. in my life. Yeah, and what happens with the with the money printing part of it is that the money that gets printed, it immediately goes to the politically connected. So they get to use the money before we see the impacts in higher prices. And by the time we see any of the money via higher wages, that money has already been devalued to the point where we're already getting screwed by the higher prices. So again, it's part of this massive wealth transfer to- Google Cantillon effect. Listeners. Yeah, the Cantillon effect, yep. Yeah. And I mean, just, I mean, let's let's just also be clear. I mean, in a period that we've been in, you know, kind of post Great Recession to now, I mean, like there's like there's no monetary policy that's getting people back to work at this point in time. Like, I'm not sure that there ever is, but like at this point, the Fed printing money like has absolutely nothing to do with the disconnect in the labor market. So like them even pretending that it does is just it's like a it's like spitting in everyone's face. I, I just want to say too that. You know, if you're old enough to recall, this is exactly what happened after the 08 collapse. They bailed out the, the bad actors and the consumer was the one that was punished. And, and what you're seeing is a populist uprising amongst both the left and the right that are realizing that the American government has completely abandoned their duty. You know, if you believe in their duty to be looking after the American people, which as a libertarian or an anarchist, I certainly do not believe that. Uh, but for the average person that does perceive it to, to be that way. They've abdicated their role. And, and I think that you're going to see growing social strife as people come to this realization that we are in this basically on our own and, and there's going to be no one that's going to bail us out. And, and it's, it's absolutely infuriating as someone who was a mortgage broker that was involved in real estate that literally liquidated hundreds of houses in the 0809 collapse. Um, I don't want to see it again. And I see it coming. And it, and it pisses me off. It pisses me off that I'm, I, I actually know what's happening and I can't break through the idiots at MSNBC that are telling people that inflation, that, you know, the, the silver lining of inflation is that if you cut your pizza a couple extra directions, you'll get more slices. It's like these people are fucking idiots. Uh, so it's, it's very, it's very insulting. And, and I just, I'm so grateful that we have alternative platforms that can get this message out to people so that they can prepare because it's going to get ugly. But the, cha the challenge is, though, like we're, we don't have enough people 
like kind of who are in the flow, who understand these things. I mean, the amount of people, you know, who are busy running their lives, taking care of their kids because, oh, by the way, they can't put them back in school or camp or they have to wear a mask or whatever. Um, they, they don't understand this. They think it's capitalism. They think that more government is the answer. And that's the craziest part of that we've just been through 15 months of this of unprecedented government and government adjacent intervention that's created this horrible outcome. And there are people being like, well, you know, like it would be helpful to get like some more, like let's, let's have Medicare for all. Like you said, went through the last 15 months and that was your conclusion was that Medicare for all was a good idea. Like it's, it's crazy. We have to get the government more involved in our healthcare. We just have to. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. It's like, oh, let the market decide. But you only have the choice of Amazon, Kohl's, Target, <laughs> right. Walmart. Like, and the you weed dispensary that's run by the government. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, remember, I remember talking to, um, yeah, his name uh, Noam Dwarman. He owns the the Comedy Cellar in New York City. And even though, like, I believe he he his family like owns that building, I just remember talking to him like last spring, and he was so frustrated. Like, he honestly sounded like he was almost in tears. Like, he he was just he he jumped through so many hoops. He did everything that he was told uh, to reopen or stay open, and then. It, at some point they made him put up like a like a buffet like a like a spit shield you know what i mean i'm like i mean i mean us comedians like some of us can be pretty dirty and degenerate but i don't think we need like a salad bar like zoo <laughs> zoo animal shield um, wait they put that on the stage yes yeah i haven't wow. been there i haven't been to the club <laughs> Uh, since but uh yeah i've seen photos and uh comics tell me that it's just it looks ridiculous and there's just been a weird the weird way that it affects comedy is like the audience the audiences in the city now are so they feel so different because like i never am a comic that wants to blame the audience because it's my job to like be funny and make whoever showed up laugh but but when the lights come on you're like oh my god like everyone who's sitting in a crowd in new york city like they're all like either broke college students or they they're just like yeah broke regular people who couldn't move out you know who couldn't who couldn't escape the city and it really it feels like a different i i get a lot of comics telling me like they just loathe performing in new york city now because of this reason like the crowds it's not like a, a good you know sampling of with tourists and people visiting it's just that's it's that's actually sticky. that's actually a good microcosm for what carol was talking about is that you know the the poor are the one that are going to suffer under this this policy making it's it's going to be the people that can't flee the big cities that are stuck there to languish as society crumbles around them. Whereas the wealthy are all fleeing to Florida or they're going offshore. They're by, you know, they're Texas. going to be fine. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just, this is, this is why if, if the, the plebs us don't come together, even though I'm not really a pleb, I've, I'm basically retired, but I still consider <laughs> myself one. Uh, I, I really think that this is like, like if you care about civilization, like this is really, it's that important. Like we have to come together as a people and realize who is actually dominating us because it's not each other. It's not the, you know, extremist white supremacist nonsense. It's not the January 6th riots. It's not the Black Lives Matter rioters. It, this is this is a much bigger thing. And uh, I hope I hope that people are starting to wake up because you've had 16 months locked in your fucking house. I hope you did some research and figured out who's actually uh, ripping you off. And, and also oh. I'll just, I'll add to that, like it, I want to call out the crappy capitalists because like everyone wants to 
like say 1% versus 99. That's not what this is about. Like there are plenty of people uh, like Glenn and myself you know, who, who are probably included in that top number. Somebody has to be in the top number, uh, but who actually care and understand that if you don't create, allow for wealth creation opportunities for everyone that we've lost the foundation of economic freedom and what this country stands for. And that in history, that never works out well for everyone. I, you know, it, Henry Ford knew this, right? He knew that you had to pay people well in order for them to buy the cars. Like you can't exclude people from wealth creation. And I don't know why if you're a capitalist and you have the abundance mentality, you would want that. You, you would think you would want more people. So there are plenty of people who've done well, who, who are you know espousing the message and want to bring people along for the ride. It's the people who have the opposite mentality, who have the limiting mentality, who want that like club that's the elitist, the, the ruling class, the, the politically connected and the big business, and it's just us and nobody else can come in. And I don't care what they're reasoning for, like that's what we need to be fighting against because otherwise then, again, we end up pointing the fingers in the wrong direction instead of having it pointed squarely at the government and the system. Do you think the demise of small businesses was always part of the grand plan or did they just sort of see it going this way and they're like, oh, let's take advantage of this? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was the plan and I think they used COVID as sort of a jumping off point to really accelerate that. Like, oh, let's crush small businesses now so we can leave only those larger businesses that are the politically connected ones, basically crony capitalism. So then the businesses that you leave are those big ones that will actually do the government's bidding. And I kind of think it's a combination of a few different things where there are people that absolutely know what's going on and they're politically connected. They're doing it for the money. There are other people that probably feel afraid to go against it. And I think there are other people that just completely believe it. And all of them are involved in this. Which is why when you have Ian Smith, uh, he he kept his gym open in uh, Belmar, New Jersey. What was it called? The Telus Gym. The Telus Gym. Yeah. He pissed yeah. so many people yeah. off because he just he kept bobbing and weaving and stayed open and stopped charging memberships, but then like way upped his merch so then it would like make some money back that way through merch and and people like fell in love with this guy. It's like how do you not if you live in New Jersey or anywhere near there go out of your way to like throw money at this guy um true american hero right there yeah i I think the state of new jersey wound up seizing the gym and their assets and their bank account or something like that they're they're in the book they they racked up more than a million dollars in fines from the states which i'm assuming they will not pay but that's kind of the the state of where things were incredible well it's crazy i'm not as old as some of y'all uh, that's a little jab, but, um, <laughs> thanks, thanks but for I outing us as the, oh, wow. Maybe we just moisturize. Okay. <laughs> but I, uh, wow, I morbidly obese Dave. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll die by the time I get to your age. Yeah. But, I was um, you'll die early. Fat Dave. <laughs> yeah. You're going to lose a leg first. <laughs> you diabetic. Fuck. He, has, he has a, he has a comorbidity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have multiple comorbidities. Uh, <laughs> But I was going to say that um, I don't remember a time ever where the government has had a chance where even the people are going against small businesses, too. Like they're telling like maybe not just for the reason of small business, but like you don't need to be open because you're endangering my health. And like it's like it was almost like a golden plate given to them like, hey, you can not only take away small businesses, you can also get the majority of people like agreeing with you to do it. And it's like it's 
kind of crazy and really uh, scary about uh, what happens when the government and the people together are behind the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I lay out the case in the book. Um, it's kind of a choose your own adventure book and you know, kind of lay out the case of the intentionality, not just you know during COVID, but kind of leading up and, and how we got to the point where they were able to do that. But it really doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if you think that the small businesses were too small to matter or too hard to control. The outcome is going to be the same. And that's where I feel like we can get people to come together. So instead of saying, well, oh, well, it was intentional. No, they were incompetent. Oh, it was just convenient. Like, whatever. like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like what we care about is the outcome. And that's where I've been able to find a lot of common ground with folks. It's like I, I don't even need to convince you that like lockdowns weren't the right answer because like we didn't have lockdowns. <laughs> there were all kinds of places that weren't locked down and it wasn't based on data or science. It was based on political cloud and connections. So if you realize, if you can come to that where you, you realize, okay, these people were singled out and then realize they weren't appropriately compensated, that in and of itself is enough of the argument. I don't need to tell you what need what what was the right course of action because like either course of action on liberty or lockdowns, uh, Shout out to you. Clint. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Re-advertising. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I think I kind of have a different conspiracy theory here, and it's not really a conspiracy theory. I mean, if you want to go with the World Economic Forum, I think that the Great Reset, you can look at all these politicians using, using the same language to describe what's occurring and get really conspiratorial. Uh, whether you believe that this is actually all orchestrated by those you know, small, nefarious figures in smoke-filled rooms, I'm not sure. The way I view it is it's much more simplistic, in my view, to uh, see this as essentially the end of empire. Like this is just mm -hmm. what happens when you have a country with a government that has grown to this magnitude, that has this level of tax receipts, that that has this level of uh, corporate handouts and bailouts and things like that. You just you're this is where you go. I mean, you end up with big business entrepreneurs that seem that seem like they're not you know the worst people on earth, but they realize where their bread is buttered. You know, the, if you get so much of your revenue from the government, you're going to, I mean, that's your customer. And and I don't know how you can break that tie as long as you have Amazon and Twitter and YouTube and all these people that have, I, I in my view, they almost certainly have massive contracts with the CIA or the FBI or whoever. Um, I think this is just a natural progression of the, just a government that's too big and an empire that has basically bankrupted us. Yeah, big government with small dick energy. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> terrible combination. The worst of all worlds. <laughs> I mean, what can you expect when all like all politicians are above seventy years old? Like they can't even get up with Viagra. So I mean, oh they're definitely going to ask politicians. <laughs> that was like talk about gaslighting, man. To like to watch Pelosi just like get her hair done willy nilly to see oh, Newsom yeah. just like out at a restaurant with his buds. Like you feel yeah. like I keep saying this. I'm like. It's like we're all in an abusive relationship, and anytime you try to leave, you get pushed down the stairs again. And, and then, then they're the, told, "Oh, the it's your fault. You made me yeah. hit you." You know. And all yeah. the people around you are agreeing with them too. Like, well, I mean, it's your problem. It's not them. They can do it. The, they're they're protected class. They're, yeah, they you need have... to wear two sets of knee pads. You need <laughs> to protect yourself. <laughs> I just don't understand how they keep ending up on all these private planes. Like every time I see some like yeah. twins, it's like on some private planes. Like, why are you on a private plane? Like, where are you referring to? Um, and I don't fully understand what happened. So probably. 
someone can probably explain better. Was it that like the these Texas Democrats like walked out on some kind of a decision and ended up on a like a private plane with no with no masks on? They were like taking a stand, but I don't I mean, fully. That, that was definitely the most recent example. Them and their Miller lights and their hey oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're going to Epstein's Island, actually. Yeah. And the worst part is you see people and they're like cheering them on. It's like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? These people are abdicating their responsibility. They're taking off on a private plane financed by like, who knows who? And they're going to like go fly around and joke. Like, like, what's happening here? Like, this is like, you should be completely horrified by this. Not going, you go, girl, you go, go, go get some Miller Lite. Like, what's happening? Right. I, I mean, I, like, I wish COVID was actually uh, as lethal as they claim it to be, because then maybe all those people would just take themselves out by doing that. <laughs> yeah, let's get dark. Now. <laughs> it has kind of devolved. Well, or maybe it's always been there and we're just uncovering it into like just brainless, uh, like fans of a certain team. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Nobody cares. Like. Who who's the better team or who should be winning? It's just like, oh well, I I com- I I bought this jersey years ago, and well, God gosh darn, I'm gonna keep wearing it. It's well, that's the best metaphor. part about having no team is I get to hate everybody equally. It's it's very fun. Right. I'll, uh, I'll I'll amp it up one. I think it's it's almost it's gone beyond the sports. It's gone to religion, and they yes, think that absolutely. government is their god, and yep. it's like the worst religion ever. And so they're just blindly following their cult leader and saying, yes, you know, this makes sense and drinking the Kool-Aid and this is becomes like what they live and breathe. Like we can't escape it. And I think that's even more dangerous than stupid sports fans. Right. And when you don't have God and you're not, and you are kind of spiritually bankrupt, like not, not like you have to be a Christian or whatever, but like, we all can. We've all seen examples of people who, like, you know, they're freaking out in a Victoria's Secret, for example, or they're like burning something down. It's nice like, segue. oh, there's something missing. There's a, there's a chunk of your. You're spiritually unwell. There's a lack there. There's a vacuum, and what fills that? It's like it's like this perfect taking advantage of. It's like hooking up with a girl with daddy issues. It's like the government can swoop in and be like, oh, we'll <laughs> join our team. You can wag your finger at everybody else and feel superior because you actually like suck IRL. Yeah, all these people are like, they're, they're already like terrible people. And so they want to be part of something bigger. And then they got their amazing moment where they can grandstand for fucking 12 months of saying like, you're the problem because you don't wear the mask or you don't... Uh, social distance and i can be the uh you know i'm the religious zealot that is better than you i mean it's really it's crazy the religion and uh statism kind of crossover there yeah it's like whole monitors on crack it's just (laughs) (laughs) they're going knocking door to door hi can i tell you about masks and jabs yeah hi Yeah. Um, well, since I did bring it up, um, I, I don't know if, if you guys have seen this. This was kind of like trending this week. Um, and we can talk about this because I think it's a symptom of like a larger kind of a community illness, I guess. Like this woman had a meltdown in a Victoria's Secret because uh, this uh, this black woman was filming her. And I'm going to play a little bit of this 
to see what you guys think and maybe see what the chat thinks of this. Oh, before I do, I don't want to forget this super chat because it's flying away. And I also don't even understand this super chat, which makes me think it's one of your guys' fans. Okay. <laughs> um, from Neil, <laughs> is Robbie Sove extra gay for simping for corpos? I don't understand any part of that. Uh, uh, Robbie Suave is oh, a- Suave. I believe is a Reason Magazine type of libertarian, some more mainstream libertarian, uh, gets numerous things right. I believe he is actually gay, and yes, he's most certainly extra gay for simping for large corporations. <laughs> of course. I don't know that they didn't ask about Rico Suave. Yeah. Right, exactly. like Gerardo in the 80s. Robbie's his son. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'll does, take Rico any day. Does Rico Suave now identify as Latinx? Well, <laughs> he's better. Unless he's like Leguizamo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. It's Latinx. Latinx, right, right, right. That sounds like a like a woodland creature. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna share this because we all this is what we all came here to see is a lady freaking out in Victoria's Secret. It's so funny because this woman, this would have never happened had this woman not got a free panty coupon, which like <laughs> any women maybe on this panel or watching knows, it's like, that's how they get you. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought it was their new- Back in my uh, day, you would freak out in a Victoria's Secret because you looked fat in the lingerie. Now she's freaking out because of some other viral sort right. of moment here. I mean, she also I looks fat, but that's besides oh the point. God. Oh, I thought she was one of the But, new, she, she, uh, but she's got angels. a lot of confidence, so it's yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, her being fat isn't the point here? What? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay, so here's the article. Isn't it funny? It's on heavy.com. No pun intended. All right. All right, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> enough about her weight. Enough about her weight. Victoria's Secret Karen, Short Hills. Shout out to New Jersey. Mall video goes viral, and there's a video dubbed Victoria's Secret Karen. Poor lady. Online has gone viral as provoking questions about how Milburn, New Jersey police handled the incident. Wow, this woman's only 25. Uh, that explains her mental illness. Okay, so let me just... Uh, I'm going to post this, and I want to see... Uh, supposedly, it started when this when this when the white lady wanted... I, but it's not on this video. Apparently, she had a request to stay six feet away, although she's not wearing a mask, so I'm not buying that as an excuse. Um, wait, were you... Was somebody going to say something before I play this? I was going to say that I'm going to blame the lockdowns for the mental state of these people before even seeing oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably her first time out in a while. She's, she threw away all of her panties with holes in them. She's like, let me go to Victoria's Secret. Look, they represent me now. They're going to have ugly models. Yeah, that's what I was say. <laughs> I need to I, get me some new she, thongs. If she is one of the new models, that's what I was, I was Oh, my God. <laughs> that is too funny. Okay, we're going to play this. I don't know what you guys think. She would have to be missing uh, an okay, here appendage we go. The, and have a colostomy bag or something. You're going to miss it this. really quick. The first thing you see in this video is is actually this woman does catch her uh, hitting her. So let me see if you guys will see it. Wait, let me go for the beginning. Whip. Oh, my God. Immediately starts crying. Oh my god, I'm not, she learned, by the way, she learned this from the soccer player. Just tried to run and hit me. Oh my god. And now she did you see her? You saw her, right? They all saw her. Why would you ever try to hit a black lady? Oh my god. Well, this is this is exactly what happened. It's you you hit the nail right on the head is she just caught 
she was caught like going to hit this black lady and I watched I would not recommend listening like want to go down this the whole of the story but later in this police report this woman uh this blonde lady said over and over she's a, she was afraid of losing her job and afraid of losing her apartment because she was caught on film like you know hitting a black woman and and to the brainwashed left that means an immediate ejection from society you lose everything game over so that's what this also mixed Mixed in with, yeah, probably some good old-fashioned mental illness, but that's what this woman, I think, is going through. It's like, yeah, bitch, you're not Chris Brown. You can't hit black ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, there there should be... She She tried to hit me. Now I want security for you. I mean, listen, like, I I know people are stressed out right now, but, like, you can't hit people. Like, that's insane. But this is like yeah. there's so there's so many Karen situations which are, you know, like you kind of feel like you only have part of the story. And mm-hmm. I've been in situations yeah. where I'm like, oh, if you started filming now, this would look totally different than if you started filming like you know five minutes before. True. But legitimately, if she was yeah. going to hit her, I mean, like that's that's pretty clear cut violence. Like that's not cool. I actually right. have. I actually am going to be the only one that dissents on this. So let me let me give you my two cents. I think. <laughs> This is and this is not even a joke. I honestly think that they got into some sort of conversation prior and mm. the black lady went to to pull her phone up to record her and the white lady is reaching over to swipe the phone down cuz she doesn't want to be recorded. That's all she's saying is she's crying there. I think that it's sincere. Mm. I don't I'm not sure that she was actually swinging to hit her. I thought it she was hitting at the phone. Justified. I mean, <laughs> interesting. I mean, I, I could see that being the case, yeah. Well, so, so this, so this is my Amtrak story. So my Amtrak story is I was going to see a client and I was going from Delaware to Washington, D.C. And I got on and I was in business class, which on Amtrak means like you have a guaranteed seat, but none of the seats are assigned. So you can sit anywhere you want in business class. And so I needed to have a window seat because I had a lot of things to plug in. And I finally found one next to this like Amtrak employee who was like asleep at the end. There was nothing there. There was like no paperwork. There was no water bottle, nothing. So I go in there and like 45 minutes into the Jersey, like I hear some guy like screaming and like freaking out. And I was like, what is this guy freaking out? And then I'm like, oh my God, he's freaking out at me. And he's like, you took my seat. And I'm like, what do you mean? There, there's no assigned seats here. Like you, like I've been here for 45 minutes. Like I didn't take, like go, go find another seat. No, no, no. So the Amtrak employee sitting next to me is like, okay, fine, dude. Like I'll get up. You know, you can have this seat. And he's like, no, I want that seat. And I'm like, okay. And wow. my normal reaction is would not have been a pleasant one, but I realized same kind of thing that like someone's going to pull their phone out at that moment. They're going to miss this whole thing. And then it's yeah. going to be crazy lady on the train <laughs> going yeah. nuts. So I moved over, had to sit next to this guy. And then of course was amusing myself with like taking pictures. Like I'm sitting next to this a-hole and you know, like <laughs> trying to figure out like how I could spill on him. But then again, like he's crazy. He like literally is like some guy flexing on me on a train. So I didn't know what he had. And like all these guys around me are like, 
you know, miss, like you didn't have to do that. And I'm like, way to stick up for me guys. But anyway, um, and I Where's was like, I know, but I'm a public figure. And I know the second that I do, someone's going to pull out their phone and it's going to be like, the story is just going to be my part of the story, which missed the whole reason why this happened to begin with. So I, I am very empathetic to the, like catching the dispute, uh, mid time. I do have the guy's picture, by the way, from the Antrick. I still have it on me. And one day I will track him down and out. So I'm just, just saying, he was definitely like a VC or lawyer type of guy. And like, I know he was like a little snot and he's going to get it one day. Small so this, energy. Is your, this is like your Rosa Parks moment, right? <laughs> yes. It really is. Exactly it really same. is. Yeah. I will not sit in the back. Um, yes. I will so, not sit in the aisle. I'm going to have to have the window. Yeah. I want to show the rest of this because this does get okay. It's a lot more of this just like screeching, squatting. Um, again, <laughs> a lot of it she's saying, get away from me, but she at no point leaves the store. Like, if this woman just got and walked away, the situation would be over. And now I think she's like leaning into the victim thing. I mean, it could yeah, just be that time of month, you know. Oh come on, Chrissy! You don't you don't walk away from free pennies. We, <laughs> you stay there until you get the pennies. Well, yeah. This I mean, is too much. No, why did she walk away from me? No, I was here. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. And then if this part, are like, I'm out. Like, I want no part of. <laughs> yeah, the, the the employees like, bye. This part, the grand finale. This is how I know this woman uh has a theater degree. Is this part right here? Oh my god. He's a professional <laughs> soccer player. I watched them do this during the finals over and over again. Anytime anyone came near them, they would flop onto the ground. Is, is that why somebody mentioned Megan Rapino in the chat? <laughs> they could be they could not be any less attentive to this woman, by the way. <laughs> There's women the like Stepping over her to swipe their MX card. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was just at the thought that there's someone in the background, like, oh, man, where's where are the G strings at? I need to get. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is what she does. She asks about a coupon. I mean, this is this is what the lockdowns have done to people. This yeah. is this is the, the outgrowth of the PTSD of being locked in your house for 15 months. Yeah, I mean, I, I walk into Victoria's Secret expecting to see sexy women in lingerie, and you're going to give me this? What the hell? Good luck. Good luck finding that. <laughs> it's called advertising five stars. reality. Learn it, love it, live it. If you want sexy, you're going to have to go to Sears for that now. <laughs> no, no. I will say this. I don't know who's responsible. Oh, this part too. oh my God. Wow. <laughs> it's just something else. I'm this is too much. But okay, a I'm moment of sympathy. Stock go after this. Oh my god! Right, this woman is. If this woman is genuinely like, oh, this is the end of my life. Like, if you, she truly believes this is the end of her life, then this. You know, you know what's not going to help it. Doing this. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was going to say this, 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 Doing this will, yeah, will be the end of your life. This is my favorite part. She says, "Get away from me!" While following, while walking her. towards her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I guess that the other question is why is the other woman still there filming it? Like why like why isn't yeah. she left? Like why why is she Steven Spielberg and recording this for like posterity? I agree. Yeah, they both could have ended it uh by Pretty just sort of like time. walking the, the, away. The, the blonde the blonde woman went to the cop school of commands and just like <laughs> <laughs> stop resisting. <laughs> oh my God. Can, can we all can we all at least agree 
that cameras on phones were a mistake. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, none of the guys are saying that because they all have, like, their phones are full of the dick pics, but, uh, <laughs> and not their dick. No, yeah, it's, be it's because everybody sends me dick pics. Yeah, yeah you just saved them. It's actually, inside, inside baseball and uh, tower game, whenever you join the chat, you have to send a picture of your dong. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we start chanting show dong. Yeah, <laughs> boys will be boys. All right, super <laughs> chat from, I think, one of your fans. Uh, Amoy Kane, Carol and Clint, thoughts on 991 billion reverse repo on 630. I, oh. I didn't actually read about that. Did you read about that, Carol? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've been reading about um, you know, all different kinds of reverse repos, and what the Fed's going to say is that it's needed for liquidity in the market, which we all know is a hunk of BS. Um, and this is part of the problem is that everything they do is so opaque that you really can't get a sense of like why is it that you needed to go and do this sort of short-term operation in the market um, particularly at that level so um as, as, like my my macro st like stance is that the fed needs to be reined in and there should be uh, very strict parameters where we're not seeing things like this come out. So. What is reverse repo? This is this not a sex move? That's the reverse repo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, ba so basically, um, <laughs> we're gonna get into like it's when the government pins you over. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, like that—that that, that is at a high level. Basically, what all of the repos are reverse repos is the government bending all of us over. Uh, but they're basically short-term agreements to repurchase securities in the market. One side is a purchase, which is a repo. The other side, the person who's going to purchase the other side is the reverse repo without kind of getting into the, the specifics. Um, but it, it's meant to, you know, from a short term standpoint, provide liquidity in the market or allow, you know, between whether it's between the Fed and banks or banks, bank to bank, these short term um, agreements in terms of the repurchase of securities so that they can meet reserve requirements. Without. It's an expensive band aid. Yeah. Kind of. What what I think is actually happening is that um, because we've had such easy monetary policy for so, so long, you have a tremendous amount of malinvestment that exists in this market across the board. And and even though there's a ton of liquidity, there are still issues where like you you'll have you'll have um, short term borrowing issues where big corporations can't get the money that's necessary. And and it's because it's just so opaque. You have so much, yes. so much counterparty risk. It's just, I, I, I'm horrified that they're, that they're setting us up for a massive collapse and that, and that this type of stuff, even though it doesn't seem to make sense, because as Carol said, there is a ton of liquidity in this market. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a reason for it. And I don't think it's just to, you know, increase the bubble further. I think that there's, there's actual like fissures within the economy that are starting to show themselves. Well, I wanted to mention this earlier, um, back when we were talking about people trying to leave like New York and all these big cities. I, I honestly kind of feel bad for them because they are moving, trying to buy a new house. And then people are saying, well, oh, there's low interest rates and you can get it real cheap. And then in a couple of years, they might lose it and lose their whole livelihood, even though they left these big cities. Because if the Fed, I mean, we could see a moment where a lot of people leave and then just lose their houses and their jobs by leaving also. I mean, they're kind of yeah. fucked either way. Well, and there's also, I mean, there's the, the government inflation in terms of all of their 
um, you know, taxes and whatnot, like property taxes, you know, you go, you buy the house and you think that you can afford it. And then you have this, you know, chain on you from property taxes and the levels that those have increased. Like you know, I'm in, in the wonderful state of Illinois and there are people that I know in the suburbs, you know, two income middle-class families um, who have had to give up their houses because they bought a house, you know, normal, you know, average suburban house, $5,000 in property taxes, which is still a crazy amount. And then within like a year that goes to 15,000 in property taxes. Like who, who, who in the middle class can afford to have a recurring payment just for property taxes to the government of $15,000. Oh, and by the way, yeah. in Illinois and now everywhere else, you can't deduct that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and staying in the city is also way too expensive. And it seems to me like city governments are trying to trap people in cities at this point where they're mm. talking about removing roads and not allowing people to drive anymore. Like you're going to have no way out of the city. Well, so we don't drive in this. We don't drive in Chicago because you get carjacked. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's not even funny. Like, that's the reality of the situation. So, yeah. Carol's like, I'm getting a rickshaw. And <laughs> but without the government, who would remove I'm the getting roads? an army tank. That's my next vehicle. <laughs> if she rides around in a rickshaw too long, too long she'll get rickshot. Oh, I, would, right. I would not want to live in Chicago. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, another super chat from Neil. Thoughts on the paleo question? Are you talking about the diet? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like Atkins, I guess. The paleo question is uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm more into the ketogenic diet personally, but uh, the paleo question was about, I think it was Rothbard's uh, creation. I'm not sure if it was him, but it was basically the idea that libertarians should use the Republican Party to further their their goals. Um, I am not a huge fan of it personally because I believe the RNC is corrupt to its core. Uh, but that's there's a there's a lot of uh, difference of opinion amongst the libertarians as to which direction to go. I mean, I thought it was more like Rothbard and some other libertarians aligning with paleoconservatives because they became anti-war in the 1990s, basically after the Cold War right. ended. I thought it was more like that, not not necessarily using the Republican party but i think it was also a failed strategy yeah. for various reasons i'm all i'm i'm, unaf I'm unaffiliated <laughs> but um as i said sort of small government big hairish um and i am for breaking up the two-party system i think it's the biggest duopoly in the entire world so i'd like to see um fewer uh, party or more parties and, and fewer, you know, con less concentrated power. And at that point, yes, maybe you need to have some alliances to advance certain things. Um, but you know, in terms of just going fully, fully aligning together, I think that we already have too much concentrated power as it is. And I've heard conservatives make the argument, well, libertarians don't deal in reality they're they're just kind of like up in the clouds they're idealists they should they should kind of make a plan for for how reality is right now instead of like well in a perfect world there wouldn't be a duopoly do you guys hear that a lot oh yeah yeah, yeah we get well, that also you have well you also have kyle cash of tweeting out yesterday that um we need to stop letting libertarians define conservatism like yeah like even they, they don't even 
<laughs> like they just start saying things about libertarians. Just, I mean, they'll just attack us whenever they can because it's an easy scapegoat. Uh, yeah. Whenever they mm. fail, I mean, let, yeah. let's just call it like it is. Like the lib or the the GOP is a mess. Like right now, there's a huge fracture yeah. in the yeah, GOP it is, yeah. as it is. So I feel like they need to kind of get their own stuff together before they worry about everyone else. Because like that, I mean, how many people have you see, seen say I'm leaving the party or I'm this or you know or whatever it is? It yeah. seems like they don't they don't really know what's going on. What, what I don't understand is. They they just they believe that you know there may have been shenanigans. I'll just that's a perfect way to say it. To keep us on, perfect. Yeah, a big oops, a lot of oopsies. Yeah, uh, there was there was a few oopsies in uh, swing states, and and you know they they believe that their Lord and Savior was removed from his throne um, unceremoniously and and via corruption, and yet they still think that this is salvageable. Like I, that's that's what I don't get. It's like if you if you honestly believe that, and I think there's compelling evidence to consider that at least. Uh, then what are we fucking talking about? Like what yeah. what are you talking about? Like you could get Trump to run again. Do you think that they're not going to do it again? I mean, come yeah. on. I so. mean, yeah. As far as yeah, libertarianism supposedly being that idealistic, there's nothing more idealistic than expecting other humans to be able to rule over hmm. other humans or rule over you in your that. life. Yeah, there's sure. there's also a lot of unicorn stuff that we've seen <laughs> of the GOP. Like if you're gonna say like not being based in reality, I've heard of a lot of stuff over the last year that's like nowhere based in reality. So like maybe you shouldn't be so loosey goosey with the pointing fingers there. I think maybe they see you as just like oh potential allies or or potential like team members that are just like that fractured. Won't play ball. Yeah, no, I, I, it's funny because we see them the same way. <laughs> you know, I, I, I see I see conservatives like the best of conservatives, the ones that believe in liberty and they believe in gun rights and they believe in small government. And and I'm like, I'm like, I'm with you. The you know, I'm with you. All, all, yeah, the paleos. Exactly. I, I'm with you all the way up until that point. But the truth is, when you guys get power, you do nothing to protect our liberty. So mm. what what am I to do? Am I supposed to just look at your entire history and the past hundred plus years of us just going closer and closer to totalitarianism and and consider you uh, a viable, useful tool in this fight? I, it's hard for me to feel that way. I mean, if Trump, uh, who in my opinion was a genuine outsider, was completely defanged and and basically uh, assassinated with propaganda because hmm. he was from his yeah. inception, they were setting him up for treason and all sorts of shit. Hmm. I I just don't know. I don't know how you can still look at that and believe that this system is salvageable. This is ultimately why I'm an anarchist and I don't think that we should have a government anymore because it's just, yeah. it's that corrupt. Um, but, you know, I wish them luck. I yeah. think Fat <laughs> Dave Smith had a stroke. I actually did have one. <laughs> I also like carbs. So the whole paleo thing. Yeah. Oh, no. question yeah. for me. And, and okay. I actually, I actually, I'm Trump, I think is obviously he was an insider, but I think what happened was he became impossible to control. Hmm. That's, that's you, my You think that. he was an insider really? Yes. Why, mm -hmm. why would the media have treated him how they did? because they realized that they weren't able to control him. But does that make him an insider? I mean, isn't the very definition of an insider uh, someone who's playing ball that's that's controlled opposition? Yes. Okay, so I, okay, so let's say I think they planned on him being an insider then I guess and he turned out to not be exactly. If that makes okay. sense. They thought they could turn him like like straight guys at pride. Yeah, I mean, he still I've, I've never failed once. <laughs> he still wasn't able to get any anything done as far as shrinking the size of government. Obviously, he expanded it massively. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think he had any intent of shrinking the government, but I do think he had intent to end the wars and he couldn't even do that. So, you know, it's just, I don't understand it. I mean, I, I get it because we're all upset. We're upset that, that the trajectory of the nation is terrible and we all want to figure out a way to fix this. But for the conservatives to look at the libertarians as the reason is very funny to me personally, because I'm like, we don't have any fucking power. You y'all have had power and you haven't stopped this. So how are you right. going to point the finger at us? Shouldn't you be reflecting on yourselves first? I don't know. Right. Well, and we don't want the power. We don't want anybody to have it. I well, yeah. I mean, I would like to have the power to protect myself. Uh, well, yeah. And I can't even do that now. It's crazy. All right, Fat Dave Smith is back. Taking the uh, guns. <laughs> oh, he had to go go to hit the buffet line. Buffet line. He was just pulling it out of his own rolls of fat. What are you talking oh. about? <laughs> okay, non sequitur super chat from John Sochatsky. I I paid and hung around homeless shoppers at Short Hills Mall in 0607. Lady melts down at Short Hills Mall. Yeah. Do you think maybe she was homeless? I don't know. She, I mean, you didn't look homeless. The homeless don't really go to Victoria's Secret. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. is kind of like a little, I think, out of the, the homeless place. shop at JC Penny. If, yeah. the, if the homeless yeah. are eating that well, it's I know, right? yeah. Plus, she got, the, she got the coupon for the free panties, so they had to deliver that song. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay, this is another super chat from Voxix. <laughs> Try the catfish <laughs> parlor in Austin, Chrissy, and shout out to the Pee Pee Poo cast. Boys, <laughs> shoop to wop, yeehaw! I got my money's worth. I ran out of words. Is that is that us? Are we, are we the this must be one of your fans. Although I do have <laughs> mentally ill fans too. <laughs> can, can I try voicing this for you? Yeah, yeah. Try the catfish parlor in Austin, Chrissy, and shout out to the pee pee poo cat boy. Shoop to whoop, yeehaw! Okay, I got my money's worth. I ran out of words. <laughs> well done, well done. We should have you read all these. <laughs> all right, try the next one, Carol. <laughs> Chicks with daddy issues, good or bad? Depends on time of preference. Also, six million? Too high or too low? Oh my God. Jose is another uh, host that comes on a lot of, on our podcast. So yeah. he was, uh, I, I saw this super chat early on. I started laughing because <laughs> he's the host of No Way Jose podcast. I'll give him the yes. shout out for it. He this feels bucks. like three <laughs> separate thoughts. That's usually how, that's usually how it works. That's usually <laughs> actually the maximum that he can get do to. We, do, we so. feel like, do we feel like Eric Cartman would be a better fit for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, like chicks with daddy issues could be like good or bad, like depends on the time of preference. Okay, no okay way. also like six million too high or too high. <laughs> too high, too low. <laughs> I just love that it's not it's not asking is it too high or too low as in is it is that the actual number or was this was it should it be higher or should it be lower? What is the six million that he's referring to? Uh, we can't oh, even talk about boy. it. <laughs> can uh, six million it. chicks I'm, with I'm daddy issues? Too. I bet there's more. I love I love that you are so innocent. You don't know this, this <laughs> reference. It really it makes you way more endearing. Uh, it's a reference to the Holocaust. So I am I am oh, sorry. Oh, I'm gonna say that figure is way too high. 
I'm not touching that. I'm half German. As, All a, right, as a big fan of Jewish people, I think the figure was way too high. I wish I would do that and that's so high. Jose, you freaking psychopath. <laughs> Seriously. Super truther. Four or five. Do you know about or have any thoughts about quantum currency? Oh, God. Is this is this not crypto? Is this a more complicated I, I know cryptocurrency. I, I would imagine quantum currency is quantum computing encrypted currency, which seems interesting, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, that's above, like, that's above like, our pay grade. I'm sorry. Yeah. This seems like a chat that would come on like Tim Cast. Like, I know. Maybe they got like... confused because we are on at the same time. Maybe they got their screens confused. Because it is something that sounds like, hey, uh, um, oh, what's the uh, the long hair guy? I can't remember. Ian? Ian. Ian. Like, Ian. <laughs> Have you know what? Oh, I mean, yeah. our, our backdrop is money. So I did. I changed <laughs> it. I changed it in the middle. <laughs> but, yeah, as the computer guy, I should probably know something about that, but I do not know enough about crypto, so I need to know more. I don't know if this is supposed to be funny. Is this some, like, okay, this is not a super chat, but the Rothbard diet is mostly gefilte fish and matzo balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Jewish joke. Uh, sorry, this is what the targeting It's okay. It's, I, I think welcome. it's a combination. Uh, it's an attack on the paleo strategy as well at the same time because you're eating all these carbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right all right we'll accept it uh from torgo the white kyle kashuv's quote is the perfect example of conservatives are progressives during driving the speed limit what have they conserved exactly you tell me <sighs> i mean yeah attributed to michael malice yeah right right <laughs> he's my he's one of my daddies for sure yeah um, I, I and then you hear that. oh trump had all these all the everything was going to happen in the second term. Like ah, I just missed it, you know. Yeah, those two Trumps under Bush really helped us out. So <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah, I think Trump could have been better in his second term. He also could have started World War Three. I don't know. Um, so, but I know I know that Biden's terrible. So I'm not like don't don't get my my questioning of the GOP or of Trump or any of that shit as an endorsement of the DNC. I mean they're pure evil. So. Yeah. I mean, just like if you're, if you're somebody who is a fiscal conservative, whether you're a libertarian, independent, fiscally, you know, regular conservative, some some mix of the non-binary conservative, whatever it is. If you look at the, the, the amount the deficit was expanded under Trump that we got nearly a trillion pre-COVID, if you look at what Mnuchin did... You, Trump's badgering of the feds to continue to, to bring back down interest rates after they were starting to go up, like all those kinds of things, no matter what you thought about, you know, his other policies, and there were some of them that you know, made sense and were good, you know, that part, he was not anywhere near the realm of fiscally conservative. He looked much right. more like a Democrat from yes. that standpoint. And so I think there's a legitimate conservative criticism of his fiscal policy. Fiscally, other yeah. than tax rates, he was worse than your average Democrat. I yeah. mean, in terms right. of spending, it's incredible. And he also allowed for the lockdowns. You can you can blame it all uh, on Fauci right. if you want, but he right. still he still put Fauci on that stage and didn't well, fire yeah. his ass. Well, not yeah, only he, that, let's, let's also, because I researched this and wrote a book about this, by the way, if you haven't bought it. Oh, yes, never bought it. I'm a fan. Um, I just bought it. 15 days to slow the spread came out of the Trump administration. They were the ones that handed the playbook 
to these stupid governors thinking yeah. that they were they were just going to run with 15 days. That was their brainchild. Well, yeah. So in terms of you know what kicked this whole thing off in motion, and there were a whole slew of things that kind of where they dropped the ball prior to that. But like that whole brainchild came straight out of a press conference on March 16th from the Trump administration. Yeah, and the other thing you expected from a, a New York Democrat for like all his life and then just immediately just turns around like, you know, right. four years before he gets elected. It's like, well, I, I can get with these guys now, but it's not like he's going to change mm. ideologies you oh, know, yeah. on a dime. I mean, he's he's a progressive like all the rest of them pretty much. And the other thing that he did was also establish the federal state of emergency, which allowed for the state level lockdowns to happen. So uh. And then, and then he talked about how, you know, he wished he wished that the governors would lift lockdowns and lift mass mandates. It's like, motherfucker, you gave him this power like yeah. this. This was set in motion by you. So uh, I that's what bothers me the most about the Trump supporters is that the especially the ones that hated lockdowns, they have completely given mm -hmm. him um, a pass. Yeah, yeah, a pass. It's just like it's what's what are we doing here? I mean, I it, and I'm not again, I'm not trying to say that, like. Biden is any better. Biden is way worse. But like, how, how well, are you not always, upset with Trump too? That, that's always yeah. the, the the argument. They'll be like, well, what if uh, what if Hillary was in there at that time? Maybe we way worse. It's like, what, well, we Maybe. don't care. Like, it's, right. like, it's like it was still fucking thing. awful. Yeah. I didn't yeah, care said before. It didn't and matter. I, and, I, and I'm okay with him giving that power to the states. I feel like that was the right thing. But you shouldn't give him the roadmap that says it's going to be two weeks and, oh, it's okay to shut down small businesses first if there are clusters of this, that, and the other thing. That that was the, the roadmap was the problem. I think mm -hmm. the, the authority of, you know, decentralizing that power is okay, but the roadmap is what I had the problem well, I, with. Yeah, I'm a big Tenth Amendment guy. I, I would have been fine with states' rights. However, mm -hmm. I would also like them to acknowledge the rest of the Bill of Rights. Like you can't mm -hmm. lock me in my house and put me out of business and allow Amazon <laughs> exactly. and all these other companies to make trillions. Exactly. No, not okay. Well, Agreed. What's crazy is that they they locked down people from going to church, and yeah. these are Trump supporters, and they still didn't say like uh, they still supported him after that, which is insane yeah. to me that he never got shit for that. That he never absolutely ate it on that one. They just kind of were like, well, I think I had mean, they tried the lockdowns yeah. under Hillary, there's a chance that we would have seen you know, a real violent uprising. So that that's the other reason I'm like, I don't know if Trump's presidency was any better than had Hillary been in there. Yeah. I mean, at least at least the conservatives would have been like, uh, no, we're going to church. Are you out of your mind? You think with <laughs> Hillary in charge, there'd be more or less fights in Victoria's Secret? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I would be forced to shop at those girlfriends would be, would be fighting in Victoria's Secret and throwing them out. But here's this, the thing. I don't know that we would have had lockdowns under Hillary. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, because they may have oh, implemented them to got... get rid of him. It's certainly possible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Right. There'd be no COVID if Hillary yeah. was in charge. That's it's a possible. real mind fuck. Is... Yeah. We're going real out shows machine. right now. Let's do it. That was Trump's problem. Hire terrible neocons who all betray betrayed him. Yeah. He hired yeah. Bolton. Like as soon as he hired right. Bolton, I was like, "Hey, that ain't that ain't anti-war, brother." I don't know. I don't know what yeah. you're fucking been paying attention to, but that dude is responsible for most of the wars over the past twenty years. Yeah, and, Bolton, Pompeo, Mr. Wall Street. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh boy! Oh Jesus boy! Yeah. Taking it away, taking it down. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know if Trump felt pressured, bullied by uh, everyone around him. It's we have no idea how hard it is 
to be the president. You would have hoped, yeah, why didn't he go like balls out and get more done? But like, who knows? Like maybe they're like threatening his yeah, life he, or his family or something. I think he goes any something. harder, he gets whacked. I honestly yeah. do. Yeah, so. I feel like that's the case. Yeah, like, that's but that's yeah. that's why I don't even blame the guy. I'm just saying I don't think this system is salvageable because if you can mm -hmm. have a guy that Trump, who's a billionaire, self-made, can go out and do other stuff, um, doesn't need this, and he still is able to be cowed, then we're screwed. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't see anybody else getting in there that's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to risk my family and my reputation. I'm going to be dragged on media 24/7 for four fucking years straight. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to think the worst of me, and. Yeah. Also, the government's going to work to undermine me every step of the way. They're not going to actually do any of the things I want to do. It's like this is a fool's errand. Definition. Well, you got to. You just got to admit that the bureaucracy is now larger than the government itself. Mm. Than the what? Like the regime. The, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. It's larger. It's. I mean, it's bigger, and it's like it's. It's not going to come down just by well, one guy. There, there was also a part of it, though, that I blame sort of the average American, and again, somebody who didn't vote for either of the people who were, you know, kind of the main candidates that time around. There was this, like, from the moment that Trump was elected, there was this incredible, like, hysteria. I don't know if you guys remember back this far, but people were wearing safety pins. Oh so God! Like, yeah, I'm a safe, oh, yeah. safe person, an ally. Who, 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 an ally who didn't vote for Trump, and you can come talk to. I mean, like people were literally. I thought that was an LGBT thing. Like, <laughs> oh, if you're no, they just They had one up here, and they had one down there. But they, it up. That's what I was going to say. Damn it! <laughs> that was part of the biggest problem of Trump's presidency was the way that everybody behaved during it, and I feel like if people would have just like sort of ignored it and went like, mm. eh, you know, whatever, or treated him the way that they treat any other president, like uh, whatever. Well, look who controls the media. There's no way yeah. they were going to ignore him. But but I, like, that's what made the whole thing so disdainful. And that's really what ended up with the division that we have now is because the people acted like such incredible lunatics. And we ended up- Oh, the resistance. With, yeah. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, for how many years? And again, it's like, you don't have to like the guy. You can be critical of like whatever policy, but this whole like this is the worst thing to ever happen, and these other people aren't just equally as horrible. Is you know the rest of us were kind of going like, what's happening? Well, well they were yeah. told that he was the worst thing ever to right. happen, and they're just right. like, uh, like a, a like a mama bird puking I, it back up. <laughs> I got a quick critique for the conservatives too. It'd be a lot easier to convince people that you're. Uh, but, uh, I don't know how to phrase this. He would still be in power. I can't. I can't sorry, I'm trying okay. to get us. <laughs> right. uh, if right. you guys were willing to talk more openly about the fact that you endorsed that you actually voted for him, because there, yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but in my life, I know a ton of people that that are secret Trump supporters. I know hardly anybody who's an overt Trump supporter. So, like, right. it, for people that that are living in this delusion that there is no one that actually liked the guy. Um, it's very easy for them to be like, well, of course Biden won. Uh, but if y'all if y'all would have stood up at work and said like, yeah, I am a Trump supporter, whatever. Well, I think we well, tried to yeah. uh, on a little day called January 6th, but we all know how that was painted. I'm not talking like to you, Chrissy. over You're a million people there. I think that was, you know, with people being afraid of losing their jobs, et cetera. Like, yeah, I think that was a big, the people really showed up for that despite how stressed out and how gaslit 
they've been Basically for years. 9-11 too, really. Personal opinion, I was proud of the conservatives on that day, uh, despite yeah. the, the violent aspects of it. I thought it was amazing that they were finally willing to actually get in the streets because they had not done anything to protest lockdowns in a meaningful mm-hmm. way yeah. for an entire year. It was disappointing that it had to come down to protecting Trump as opposed to just protecting their fucking right to leave their house. Right. I would have liked to see them do it all year like Black Lives Matter did. Um, but I was still, I was ecstatic to see them finally rise up. And now, of course, as they finally did, they finally had the courage to do it. They're all labeled terrorists and thrown in Gitmo without trial. It's like, this is, it's insane. And and they didn't even release any of the information that was on any of the hard drives that they may or may not have stolen. Right, right. I mean, but by the way, there was... One guy had a Lego set, guys. So let's just get yeah, right. The Lego. It wasn't totally course. peaceful. I mean, if, if right, you ever yeah, stepped exactly. on a there Lego, was, there was a Lego guys. set involved. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, do you know how much it hurts to step on a Lego? That it that's considered awful. violence. Yeah. yeah, that is violence. That violence I still think. AIP, yeah. I still think that's why AOC has to see therapist because she probably stepped on it. It's, it's <laughs> oh tragic. my god, she probably has Legos in her cooch. Um, <laughs> I hate her so much. Oh, this is okay. Real. Oh my god. Oh, no. Thaddeus doesn't like age of consent. <laughs> consent. Sup, Lolberts. Okay, again, I'm gonna need a translator. Uh, oh, do you not is... know about the Thaddeus thing? Yeah. No. Oh. Go, go no. ahead. You guys go ahead and recap it, even though it's on my show. <laughs> Feel free to talk in code if needed. Uh, Thaddeus Russell is. He's been on Rogan. You may have heard of him. Um, but he's he's got the unregistered podcast. He he tweeted out something to the effect of like. There's nothing wrong with, uh, or not nothing wrong. No, no, he said, I know people that have had relationships with 13-year-olds. Goo. And they turned out fine. Uh, or they, or they weren't, they weren't upset about it, or something. Like what that. are you people yeah. doing to me on this podcast? I'm a respectable individual. I know. These are the fans. This is you're not talking us. about the Jews. I'm a Jew. This is very. This is bad. We're bad. talking I'm about the child predators. Thirteen year olds. Like what? What is happening here? This is not this, not kosher. Pun intended. This, this, this was this was actually not a joke. He was actually being yeah. sincere about this. So I had on Eliza Blue. Uh, that I Friday, yeah, she's amazing. So I had her on that Friday, and he had this huge Twitter explosion with everybody. So he reached out to me, and he because he's been on my show before, and and he said, "Hey, would you mind if I come on to explain further?" And I said, "Well, hey, I have like the most outspoken, uh, you know, sexual or trafficking advocate." That's coming on my show on Friday. If you want she to come on, sex trafficking? What? No, she's a she's a, yeah she's anti. You know what I mean, Jesus Toad. Uh, so so I said, if you want to come on, so I'm you're having Epstein the- on. I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the first forty five minutes, you and then you guys can duke it out in the second half. And of course, even even with that structure, people were still upset with me for talking to the guy, and it's just it's crazy. But if, anyways, if anyone wants to check out the episode, it's not nearly as um, upsetting as you might imagine true i'm seeing in the chat people are like you know the average bear like does notice the increase in gas the average bear does notice the increase in the price of groceries and just basic stuff i mean it's hard to ignore those those things but your wages are going to be 50 cents higher guys so don't forget the silver lining (laughs) well it's also that they'll still gaslight you from the white house they said that hot dogs this year are 16 cents less on average it's like oh my god it's like don't you want to see bugs it's so confusing (laughs) 
you know, as soon as they come out with the like July 4th, like video with how cheap everything is, and they put pork chops as like part of your 4th of July barbecue, you knew the whole thing was BS. I mean, like that was like, it was like, come on, like, like this is like, could you be but, any but, more blatant? But, but you also know that when the White House uh, talks about hot dogs, they're actually talking about little boys' penises. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Sorry, Carol. I'm sorry this is happening. Not, not, to, much, not to mention that, that uh, you know, I'm going to a Victoria's Secret tomorrow and I'm going to have a meltdown. Not not to mention that housing costs are up by 25% year over year. And so what did the 17 cents on hot dogs, is that going to help you with that? Like it's it's crazy. Oh, and by the way, BlackRock has basically free money from the taxpayers to compete Mm -hmm. with you for that house. Yep. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, all rocks matter. Uh, No. Okay. <laughs> that was a black rock. That was a black rock joke. All right. Oh, hey, <laughs> thank you, Jason Sirichio, for the super chat. Um, yeah. Ugh. God, I had a I had a point I was gonna make, but I lost it. It fell out of my little female brain. All right. Wait, you want to talk about Pitbull? <laughs> Cuba. No. no. Um. No. Um. Ooh, yes. Um, is this really a thing? Uh, stimulus checks are, are still in the conversation. People wanting more stimulus checks. It, it, it 100% trended the other day. That it was. Uh, I think this, the actual um, hashtag was for stimulus checks now or yeah. uh, more stimulus checks now. And wow. it was just a absolutely hellscape of people asking for, we need more money. We need UBI. We need monthly yeah. checks. We need all this and that. Given your and food was, budget, I'm not Well, calling them stimulus checks is pretty accurate because most people use them on hookers and blow. So. Wow, <laughs> stick burn. But, okay, but by the way, that, that, it's not even that far from the, the truth. I have a friend who owns a, um, a, a livery service, and basically he said that like in the poorest neighborhoods, they have been booking up the party limos like there's no tomorrow yeah, wow. he, he has been his business is booming specifically from stim- this is where the stimulus money is going is to like to party and and he yeah. is like you know every single week like you can't even get normal trips to the airport because they're all booked up from all of this extra I'm, I'm a- party money is he calling his business like the Stimmy Limmy or something? Like, oh. <laughs> Branding Stimazine. genius, Chrissy Mayer. I yeah. love it. Oh, I love man. It. I, I have a buddy that works for uh, Enterprise, and he said that usually every year, the like one of their biggest weekends is whenever everybody gets their tax returns. And that's that people just go out and rent a nice car and then go out on the town. Right. And he said the same right. thing with stimulus. This it's is like, all a product I, I, of, of a highly functioning society. When, right. when yeah, I, anybody I gets any money and I, they go blow it right away. It, this is this is definitely a sustainable. This is why we also, don't teach financial literacy in school. Well, this yeah. is the same reason I worked at uh, out Victoria's Secret. It's the same thing. <laughs> Everybody's becoming increasingly decivilized and degenerate. I also I used to work at a Section Eight housing. And you could tell whenever, like the same time, same time of year, whenever the tax returns hit, you would see a bunch of new TV uh, boxes in the trash because everybody would just go out with their tax returns and buy a new TV, like every yeah. year. All right, I mean, at, least, at least, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, well, I guess it's all our money. So, but who, who are we to say what we should spend our money on and what we shouldn't spend our money? And you know what is? It's like the last death rattle. It's like the people that are like, oh, I really do have to get a job. No, send us more stimmies. It's yeah. like, no, bitch, you really do have to go get a job. And and everywhere is hiring. So like literally everywhere. There's nine point two million of them. 
Like yeah. you can get could let, anyone who wants a job could have three of them. Yeah. And it's not just like they're open jobs. They're actively trying to get you there. They're giving you thousand dollar bonuses just right. for like a week. Like, so you, yeah, it's, it's insane. And you have, I mean, I, I was trying to have a carpenter out to my house um, and it was hard to get anybody to come out to do work. I mean, it just, I mean, go through four or five different carpenters. They're like, nah, I'm just, nah, I don't have any workers to help me out. I can't Dude, do I'm, it. Wow. I'm building six houses right now. It's a nightmare. I mean, it's really genuinely hard to get labor and, it, and the labor costs are up. And guess what? That adds to the cost of housing because when I resell it, right. I'm going to expect to recoup that money. And if you have that across the board, you have an inflationary pressure that spirals out of control. This is how it yeah. works. And this is exactly why I advocated against the lockdowns and against the stimulus to help paper over the fucking crater that they created in the economy. And this is everything I listed in May of 2020 on that thread that went super viral was because I knew exactly what was going to fucking happen. And it's like, yeah. it just doesn't matter. They're going to they're gonna run us into the rocks and there's nothing we can do to stop yeah. it. So you got to get out of the way. Yeah, isn't the price of lumber also way up? Like, it was yeah. up. It was up over four hundred percent, but it's back Ooh. down to a decent level now. Oh, good. So Clint can, uh, can get wood again. <laughs> oh my God. I set you. Uh, you, you haven't set had me wood up. in two years. Yeah. <laughs> um, super chat from um Omoy. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, at college in Cali, I would lose my scholarships if I said there are two genders, or I said I don't hate Trump. Seize their endowments. Carol is based, by the way. Can I can I do this one like Jimmy Vollmer? Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys know who Jimmy Vollmer is? No. No. Jimmy from South Park. Oh, oh Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. Okay. At college in Cali, I would lose my scholarships if I said there are two genders. Or I said I don't hate. Trip. Sees their Carol is based, by the way. Wait, oh, are you the actual voice for Tim? Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Have you been practicing? You've been practicing. You're like, I'm going to do this tonight. That's, That's a great. Honest. That, that, was, that, that, was, that was with no practice. That was just from the vault. That's amazing. Oh, that, was, that was beyond, man. That was awesome. You've never done that before? <laughs> no, of course I've done it. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, I don't do it. I don't practice on a regular basis. My right? God. Whenever you go into like okay. interview for the game shows, is that what you bring out? And you're just like, I do <laughs> so, a six South Park. <laughs> the fun fact is that I hosted a show for Microsoft, um, like a business show. And what I would do is like in between takes while they were like adjusting the lighting is I would do different voices. I would do the reads for the for the crew. <laughs> so that was oh, like, so they have all these takes of me like doing like the serious Microsoft business and like different cartoon voices and different accents and all that kind of stuff. Well, what what gig do you what's your dream gig you want jeopardy wheel of fortune Hollywood no, Jeopardy, Jeopardy, jeopardy's like way too serious like i want something like honestly press your luck was my dream get, get kind of pissed about that one but anything where like you can get excited and like you're getting like like prices right or, i was gonna say price right. yeah okay. like anything like that where you can like just kind of like you get really excited um contestants and you can kind of jump up and down and have a lot of fun. like i don't want to do anything like super smart like jeopardy i just want to have fun and give money and prizes away yeah family feud i hate i, I hope so I love, okay, so by the way, Steve, if you don't watch Steve Harvey Family Feud, it is the best because not only is it a game show, it's just a, funny. Com it's like a comedy show of Steve Harvey. His face like, is I'm not talking about the celebrity one, I'm talking about like the, the GSN one and the one that's in syndication is mm -hmm. hilarious. Something like that where I could play off of the different contestants would be really fun too, so. My, my favorite is when someone says, uh, oh, I'm hearing my audio. Who's doing that? 
Uh, well, shit. I did not do anything. Me neither. <laughs> Maybe they're listening in on us. The same people that yes, listen on Tucker. Well, it's it's Carol. She just told us she's working with Bill Gates. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know. All right, muscle through it, Clint. <laughs> oh no, I, it's it's okay. I, I was just gonna talk about Steve Harvey and how it's how his reaction when someone gives an answer on the Family Feud that's really inappropriate. <laughs> his just his like his deadpan where he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's my and favorite thing. He screams thing it. He was like dicks, and he's like points to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he does like the whole monologue. It's like you're up in here on a family show, and you're gonna be telling yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. that Santa has a North Pole waiting for you, <laughs> Lord. You know, like like he just does the whole thing, and it's just so beautiful to watch. So it's it's definitely like if you don't watch that and you like comedy, like it's really funny. <laughs> well, we Have should bring guys- back uh, the Richard Dawson one though, just so they have a host that's like making out with all the female contestants. Oh my God. God, that's such a creepy. (laughs) Here's the thing, so underrated. Like when I was younger, like I didn't appreciate, but like in retrospect, he was like kind of like had a thing going on. Yeah. Did you guys hear about this? Um, The Deagle report, the CIA release showing seismic population declines by 2024. I'm praying that's because of economic collapse only and immigrants going home, maybe? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, I have I have actually talked about it on one of my prior episodes. So, um, yeah, they said that there was going to be like a 50% population decline over the next five years. So, big... In, in the U.S. or the world? It was like all all industrialized Western societies. They they were predicting. I heard of this. Yeah. I heard it was yeah. linked to the the pokey, the hokey pokey. Are they? Just, oh, oh just yeah, 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 Themselves or what? No, no. That I mean, they they don't give a a real prognosis as to like why. It seems but... more like a threat than a diagnosis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's slightly disturbing. Yeah, it's horrifying. I mean, there. Wow. Yes, it could it could be the uh, the thing that we're not allowed to talk about, or it could be. You know, maybe they're just uh, fear mongering about global warming. Who knows? Or You're gonna melt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's like that's insane. Like that's not like fifty like percent is. Like... Yeah. Wow. Tor- Don't worry, man. We're just gonna send that many people to Mars. It's it's all right. That is yeah. a Bill Gates wet dream for sure, though. Chrissy, I have a I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Ooh, thirty four D. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I have always wondered. Thank you so much. Um, no, he'll be going to Victoria's Secret that, that, tomorrow. That, that, <laughs> I, that, that, I know you are more of a Trump supporter than me. Would you? I, I don't know. I don't know what your uh, policy or, or opinion is on immigration, but I'm curious if you would be pro Cuban immigrants, given that they are more American than Americans at this point. Uh, it's tempting, right? Because they do tend to vote more Republican. But no, I think I'm, I'm 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 very much like anti illegal immigration. Uh, yeah, overall, and I, I I keep hearing like, oh, they're gonna shift them around and put them in, um, like red red counties to make them more blue, like down in Texas. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like we're we're too loose. I I, I thought. I mean, my make for yourself, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm doing we're loose butthole. Yeah. We're very loose this country butthole. needs to keep go back to doing kegels and get a stronger <laughs> cervical wall. Yeah. Oh, God. What if we bring the Cuban people in, take their cigars, and then kick them out? Oh, 
What, if, what, about, <laughs> what about the swap program where we take them in and for everyone we take in, we send out a socialist? Yes, we send out a, a college graduate. Idea. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Carol's idea. A college yeah. graduate? We will oh, yeah, bring in no, anti-socialists, no, no. send out oh, okay. the pro-socialists. Yeah. Bring in the Cubans and kick out the white liberals. Any, yes. anyone, that, anyone that went to Ivy League that's graduating over the next 12 months, you go to Cuba, that's we perfect. get the Cubans. I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's okay. Can we get a it's also an exemption, please? Yeah. Wait, how's oh, it go? It goes white women first, and then white I don't know. Are Cuban women hot? Bring them in. Yes. They look like cigars. That's why I want to smoke them. I want to put them in my mouth. Chop off the end. No, that's not right. They have great food. They've got great music. They're all good looking. They love freedom. Bring them in. Get rid of the people who don't want There are a lot of people who don't want to be here. So just swap them out. It's like an exchange program. All right. Yeah, have you guys noticed that uh, all our favorite social superheroes uh, have been pretty quiet on uh, on the Cuba stuff, like AOC, Bernie? No, oh, no yeah. real tweets, no real comments from yeah. these guys. Is it Wait, AOC so, Cuban so, too? Uh, no, well, it's not joke. Is she? She's, what is she? Isn't she no, Puerto she's Rican? Puerto Rican. She's, I oh, oh, I don't know enough. what she is. Close enough, you fucking racist. But she's from Yorktown in Westchester. She comes from money. She but yeah, well, I think AOC is clearly, I think, just. A member of the establishment through and through, whereas I think Bernie kind of isn't, which is why the establishment mm. didn't want him in there. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's some type of foil or something, but the establishment really worked to not allow Bernie to win the Democratic primary. Yeah, but Bernie, Bernie still just plays loves ball. being cuffed. He does. Like, oh, of course yeah. he does. Yeah. yeah. But he I think Nick Isn't he in charge uh, of the budget, by the way? Wait, say again. I don't know. Isn't he in charge of the budget now? I oh, I think he. I think he is on yeah. the yeah. the budget committee. The Senate budget yeah. committee. They they put a, a commie sympathizer <laughs> in charge of trillions of dollars of our spending. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. Really seems appropriate, honestly. That seems kind of establishment D to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then I think what you have right now, though, with the Cuba situation, I think, is that the elite Democrats from Florida, I guess, are all. Seeming like they're pushing for military intervention in Cuba. Is yeah, that dude. the way I understand? Yeah, dude, I saw it was the it was the mayor of Miami. The mayor of Miami at, said that we should uh, have military intervention into Cuba. He said bomb them. Yeah, Jesus. bomb. Yeah, bomb. Yeah. I Which mean, is that's, basically that's the madness. neocon. I mean, it's the neocon. We got to bomb them to freedom. That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, God. And and this is happening right after the Haiti situation as well. Or it seems like the U.S. Is the U.S. government is angling for military intervention in both places? Seemingly, I mean, is there any doubt that we we weren't involved in the assassination of the Haitian president? I mean, I think it's it seems very clear. What's very Clinton? They literally said that some of the assassins were American, right? They said they were yeah. former like government employees too. So yeah, and and this is after I think that sounds like assets. Haiti had uh, what refused uh, the jabs? Isn't that what happened? Like importing them from the U.S. something that's like what that. I, that's what I heard. I don't know. <laughs> well, on on the four right, horsemen, they, they uh, made shout it, out Reed Coverdale. Yeah, they made it uh, sound it, like oh, they're they're rioting because they don't they don't have their precious jabs, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then and then their president gets assassinated, and now the U.S. is like oh well, here you go. Hmm. Wonder what's going did, on. Did, wasn't there? Uh, did Ryan Dawson say that um, it was like some a little bit of China too? Going into the into Haiti, I, I, he, I, he never he never gave me the details on it. I need to. Oh, talk to okay. Him. That's, 
Okay, because I heard it. I couldn't remember if it was if he did give the details on it. That Dave, say something. <laughs> uh, 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 skinny Dave is a little bitch cuck. How about that? Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's coming on our podcast uh, soon, so it's actually really exciting. <laughs> All right. Wow. And another one. CIA did Cuba. CIA did Cuba. CIA did Cuba. Yep. Okay. Got it. We're down with this. This is going to be what gets Chrissy banned from YouTube. Oh, my God. All I know is that I don't know about those kind of assets. So I'm just going to stay with my the assets that I know about. Like your book. Yeah. Like your oh, book, I thought you said with your butt. Yeah, I, I, no, I was I said like your book. I was trying to set it up for a book plug. The war on small business. A, a How the government plug? used the pandemic to crush the backbone of America. Where is it on sale? I think I saw it on Target.com. So it's available wherever fine books are sold. But I will tell you, since I like to actually walk the talk, um, I've been encouraging people to buy it from local bookstores. And uh, if you go to bookshop.org, they'll actually think they're still back ordered on it, but you can back order it and they'll eventually get around to fulfilling it from a local bookstore. Oh, I yeah. ordered it from somewhere. The... What? <laughs> Keep cutting off did, that taste did, did, you, did you beat out Malice for uh, top Amazon sales? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> hey, Malice was only number one in Anarchy, I think. Okay, not number one overall. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, again, I've, I've been funneling people away from the big website. Not that I mind, like, I'm capitalist. So, if you find value in doing that, like, please buy it wherever, <laughs> buy it as many places as you'd like. But uh, I've been trying to get um, people to, to sh support local booksellers. For yeah, you can ha you can help two entrepreneurs at once, a small business as well as Carol. Yeah. So well, please. Oops, I just bought it from Amazon. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is some sort of you've got mail situation or something like that. I don't know. But I don't know. You, you've seen the movie. Are you hitting on Carol? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Um, Fat Dave, were you were you in the middle of something? No, I'm done. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> He's always eating. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Things I, I, re I really thought about eating on this podcast. I thought it'd be really funny, but I didn't do it. Until you until you actually get morbidly obese, I feel like you're not you're not giving your all to this character. So please. <laughs> You're not even like chunky. Like, what's the deal with that? I feel like this is false I'm, advertising. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come, on. come on, dude, chunk up a little bit. I, I remember. Uh, I, I remember. I was posting to someone. People would say this to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna tell my wife. Hey, my internet friends really want me to get fat. Uh, so. <laughs> She'd be like, no for, more internet for, for you. It's for yeah. the people. I'm doing it for the people. No, but you don't get it. I'm fat Dave Smith. I mean, you have to, I mean, you have to get the joke. Okay. I'm, I'm also going to tell my husband the same thing. My internet <laughs> friends want me to get fat. That's why I have to go get some ice cream now. Can we have a moment of silence for the for me finding out that Carol has a husband? Very, very <laughs> Oh. Aww. Thanks, guys. I Appreciate think I just heard your penis frowning. Oh, <laughs> the price of lumber is going down. Yeah. I can no longer get it up. Uh. Wood is scarce. <laughs> I guess we should try to leave it on a high note. Are there are there any <laughs> your penis? We're gonna smoke no. a bowl. Are Toes any, on the track right now. Are there any kind of uh to to dispel the myth that libertarians don't really live in reality are there any kind of real life action items yes. things that 
we we can do people people can yes. do D- diversify out of fiat at least have at least have some exposure to uh, assets that'll be protected if we end up in a hyperinflationary death spiral. Gold. Also, <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. Uh, arm yourself like you're ready for war, even though you're a peaceful yeah. person. I think it's really important that we represent a deterrent to a tyrannical government. Um, those would be two things. And then if you want to get involved in politics, I think that you should give serious consideration to not fat Dave Smith, but normal size <laughs> Dave Smith, as, uh, as I think he will be um, one of the most compelling candidates that we've had in a very long time. So look out, look out for him. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk on the, from the capitalistic side, um, is that please you know, th- think about voting with your dollars and support small businesses. Um, you, right now, or at least before COVID, the economy was divided into half of it with 30.2 million small businesses and half 10 to 15,000 large businesses. If you want some additional impediment for us putting more power on the side of that concentrated amount, start to really think about how you're spending your dollars. Don't necessarily go to the chain restaurant every time. Go to the local restaurant. You know, think about where you're where you're buying this, the the war on small business. You know, all those kinds of things. Like that really does make a difference. And I don't think that we step into our role in capitalism enough. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. blow your stimulus check on nonsense. Blow it at a, at a small business, for the love of God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a massage parlor or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or your local. You blow it on them, they help right. you blow it back. Literal blow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say like just talk about what you believe. Like, don't keep it a secret. Really. Yes. Have some courage, man. It's like we're running out of time here, folks. Yeah. Grow yeah. Well, just for your mental health, like, go outside. Like fucking like find some people to do shit with. Like I just feel Betty like Betty Smith, all... go for a walk, not a yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a loser. <laughs> stop being poor. Yeah, stop, stop. Learn to code. Learn, learn yeah. to code. <laughs> Already do that. Okay, cool. Guys, this oh, wait, really... Chrissy, you get out of what? this. Just because oh. you're running this thing. Get I'm, out. Out. I'm just man of white. I'm just turning the letters. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't know. Yeah, I'm all for like fucking keeping sane and, and self care and like filling your own cup first. Cause then you're, you're, if you're not in a good mood and you're not taking care of yourself, like you're gonna be getting in fights in underwear stores. And, um, yeah, I'm all for sacrificing a little bit of your like public persona or identity or whatever, like uh, reputation for what you, what you believe in. I think, yeah. That's why the best. more people could. Tonight, I'm sacrificing a bit of my reputation. Right. Be look like Carol. Be like Carol. <laughs> Thank you, Carol, for for risking us degenerates. She's doing it for the cause. She's she's withstanding all of our our sexual jokes. Well, yeah, yeah. especially after uh, our podcast the other day, you're you're dealing with us now. So, <laughs> and I would say that if you if you understand the unsustainable nature of the stimulus ridden economy realize that you're living on borrowed time and every dollar that you get from the government that's printed out of, you know, thin, thin air is an asset that you should be using to better yourself and get yourself in a more financial, financially stable position so that you can then look after those in your family that aren't doing the same. Um, I really think that it's like, it's urgent. It's really urgent that we start to take care of our, our own house first. And then if you can build from there, you might be able to look after your neighbor or your friends or your family, things like that. Yeah, saving, not buying like 
<laughs> Dumb shit. I mean, you can still do cocaine, but just like on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Also buy it for your friends too. Like yeah. Make sure yeah. Do it all and together. Buy it from a small yeah, business donor. Yes. Yes, they are small business owners. <laughs> Don't buy, buy your buy cocaine it. from Pfizer. It's yeah, they already have buy, enough money. Yeah, buy it from buy, that buy it from, from, do it on the corner. No, yeah. buy it from the Cuban that just came over from Cuba. Oh my oh, god. Man. Yeah. <laughs> they have also the, the best cocaine anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. To to just plug it out, everybody buy Carol's book. Um, at all the places she just told you to follow her on Twitter at Carol J S Roth. Um, anywhere else they can find you and follow you? Please no, don't follow me. No, okay, else. okay. <laughs> don't okay, follow perfect. me home. Don't follow me. Just, just go see me on Twitter. That's enough for all of us. And follow Toad and Fat Dave Smith on the Tower Power Hour. Um, follow Fat Dave Smith. I think it's at Fat Dave Smith and Toad at. Dave. Oh, what? It's Fat Comic Dave. Fat Comic Dave. Excuse yeah. me. And at, <laughs> and at Anarcho underscore Toad. Anything I forgot? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean you. I meant with Toad and Fat I Dave. Yeah. Okay. No, and I mean, our Tower, Tower Power Hour is on YouTube right now, mostly YouTube. under Tower Power yeah. Hour. So, and we have uh, at Tower Gang Pod, I believe, is the Twitter account the Twitter, for it. Yeah. And Dave Smith and myself will be on with these degenerates Ooh. in two weeks. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll last but not least, Clint. I didn't want to be a Clint tease. <laughs> oh. That's my job. Uh, I heard, uh, a Clint is just a big dick, or just a small wow. dick. Damn it, I fucked that up. God damn it. Thank you. Uh, do you want do you want me to give my context? Yes, I do. Uh, at Liberty Lockpot mm -hmm. on Twitter, Liberty Lockdown on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Odyssey or Odyssey or whatever you want to pronounce it, everywhere else. Um, thank you so much for having me, Chrissy. It, you are one of my faves, so thank you. Oh my god, thank you. Maybe the fave, I don't know, whatever. I'll take it, I'll take it. This <laughs> was great, guys. Hey, was fun. Yeah, by the way, now that I'm married, you're the favorite. Yeah, no, he, was, he, was already, he was already planning on doing it to Carol, and then he found out married. He's like, I'll just go to the next one. <laughs> keep it, I gotta keep it moving, Carol. I'm running out of time. I don't judge, I don't judge. And by the way, she's smoking and, and super smart, so like, go go for it, yes. <laughs> Move on from rejection really quickly. And right? then you're next, Toad. Um, no. <laughs> this was great. This was great, guys. This was so much fun. Hopefully, we, we can do this again sometime soon. Thank you, oh, yeah. chat. Thank yeah. you, super chats. You got a lot of smart people in the chat. Appreciate you guys so much. Um, this was great, guys. Talk to you again soon. Yeah, Bye. Thanks. Peace. Peace.